if someone came up to you like being a teacher and they're like hey like what do I do here and you're like man I'm not gonna give you a BS answer right now and I want to because I want to be the one that has an answer so it pushes you to learn and grow welcome back to the beauty inspires beauty podcast I am your host Jessica Burgio if you're new here we are a podcast all about bringing you guest experts in the industry of beauty so today I'm very honored for these three to be with us today um, if you've been following us for a while, you would have caught Lucas was on an earlier podcast where we talked about life, business, education, and now these three are partners in a salon. Um, so I'm so glad you guys are here. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thank Thanks you. for having us. So um, the premise behind starting this podcast was really, uh, you know, so I could talk to all of you guys. It's a very selfish reason for having yeah. a podcast, but <laughs> then it turned, I'm just being honest, right. then it turned into a really cool way for me to get to have these conversations that people don't get to hear. Sure. Like we just spent about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes talking about, you know, how, how they got started in the industry and how, you know, their journey to where we are now, um, is filled with all sorts of things and the common, the conversations we've had with new stylists coming in, where they want to be, what they're doing, what they're up to. So I just kind of want to get a pulse for like where you guys are at right now and what has been going on in your life because we're just coming off of quarantine. So it mm. is, if you're watching this later, we re pre-record them. It's still, uh, what month is it? October? It's October, yeah. middle of October. <laughs> so yeah, talk to us a little bit about, I don't know who wants to jump in first. I will. Intro yourself. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let the people know. <laughs> uh, yeah, my name is Clinton Norris and I'm one of the owners of Citizen Salon. Um, and that's what we've been up to the most. That's kept us the busiest lately. Uh, just because it's brand new open, we've been open a month and a half. Congratulations. Did, thank you. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah thank you. At we the did end of every week. As, every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like keeping the baby alive. So that's been keeping us busy. Uh, we wanted to do a lot of the work ourselves, you know, so that way we look over at a corner, we're like, okay, we did that. Yeah. You know, and if we want to change it, we can change it. Um, and so it's kept us really busy, you know, with opening the salon. That's awesome. So explain to us how this salon came to be to you, because I feel like this was like a happenstance that you guys, yeah. that wasn't the plan was to open a salon. So kind of back us up a little bit as to how you yeah, got to this. And, th and, then we'll, and then we'll go all the way back to the beginning, because we always yeah. want to know how people got started. Because yeah. you see the after product of, I own a salon, I have an education, and then you're like, how? How did they get there? Are <laughs> right. they just lucky? Did they, did they do something special that I can't do? Like, what are the secrets and mm. how you got here? Well, we together, um, at one point, she worked for Paul Mitchell. And so By the way, these two are husband and wife. Just we are married. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we both worked at Paul Mitchell School. Okay. Um, and then uh, once we got married and we were like, you know, let's start a family immediately. You know, we had kids from the beginning. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> it worked. And so we had a son. And so we were like, okay, if we put him in childcare while we we're teaching at the school, that'd be great. Um, and then what happens? You make two babies. <laughs> you know, and then, uh, <laughs> and uh, so we're like, there's no way that we're going to, you know, we thought with us, the way it worked is like, she was like, I don't want to be away from the kids all day. Yeah. You know, we're going to say, here's our babies. We'll be back in a little while to pick them up. So um, some people that work, my parents, it worked for them, but it's not for us. And so she was like, I just want to do hair. You know, being in the school, teaching it for so long. And then the after product, someone else gets the credit because you taught them, which is great. Yeah. You know, your after product is actually the student that did really well. Um, and she's like, I just want to be in the salon. And so we thought, what's the easiest way for us to do that without paying booth rental to somebody else, mm -hmm. uh, commission to somebody else hourly? And we were like, let's just open a little tiny solo. Yeah. And so solo was that way that we did that. Yeah, it was really cool. We started just 
well, first off, we were like, oh, I want to meet a tiny, like, Sola. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, do we have any friends that, or, like, anyone we know that would want to, like, do this with us? And so we ended up finding um, a girl that worked in the salon with us, too. And so we had a little mm-hmm. free chair, Perfect. Sola, and it was yeah. great. And then quarantine happened, and we were shut down, and... Then we're like, hey, let's open a salon. It basically went like that. Wow. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It really did. We had um, the conversation might have been that short. It might have been that short. And sometimes things push you to make decisions like that that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. Had the you know what to make. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think we were filming some stuff for Paul Mitchell mm-hmm. in the salon. You know, like two's always better than one. So he's filming something, and then uh, you know, I have a camera in my hand, just behind the scenes guy, and then we switch. He's behind behind the scenes guy, and a friend of ours or. Someone we knew, you know, was yeah. selling their salon and moving, and we were like, "How can you text her to find out how much it is?" And I was like, "Hold on," you know, I text her, and then we're like, "Should we do this? Are we? Wait, should we do this? I think I uh, maybe, you know, just yeah, like, let's get Lauren call, on the phone." They called yeah. me. They called me, and they're on speakerphone. And the first thing he said, like Lucas said, was like, "Hey, are we about to buy a salon?" And I was like, "Wait, what? Y'all yeah. catch me up? What is going yeah. on?" I'm like, "Wait, what salon? What are you talking about?" And then it really like organically happened from there, mm-hmm. and it it just it really just like worked. Like mm-hmm. we found so that space. We went in. We like went in with a clear mind. Like mm-hmm. we were trying not to dream too much about it, but we just couldn't help it when we were in there. We we're like, "Oh, this, this is such a big space. This, you know, we can totally do this and do mm-hmm. that." And we immediately were like. We laid out the numbers, we laid out like the logistics, and then we're like, let's do it. Yeah. And then we it was, it was quick. It. And I think like yeah. everybody kind of took some sort of position. And Lauren's like, oh, we need to get this, 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 and this. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like doing the permits yeah. and like, wow, <laughs> the licensing. And then they're yeah. like, I don't want anything to do with that, Lauren. Yeah. You just do that. And I'm like, I love doing that. So I'm like, I'm like, computer. who knew, right? You were like, I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. They call it my red folder. Red I love that. Yes. So oh, serious. <laughs> well, that's like super mom. You know, I think you just take over and you're like, I got it. Don't worry about it. It's a female thing. But um, <laughs> I'm kept it is. Like, yeah, I can handle yeah. some paperwork. <laughs> that sure. is such a cool story. I love that. So you, it's interesting because having these conversations with other stylists and other salon owners and, you know, the, the people I've got to interview through this podcast, it's common questions keep coming up like when do you know it's time to go from commission to blueprint is one and then when do you know when it's time to maybe go out on your own because you guys know a lot of people think that when they work for a salon that you know oh I could do it better or I could make keep more of my money if I go do my own thing and you know it's it's really simple math and we were talking about that earlier um, just about figuring out your numbers and kind of knowing where you're at and sometimes we jump into situations that aren't going to serve us. Yeah. So if you do the numbers and it makes sense and the three of you are on board, like wh- why wouldn't you do it? Right. Yeah. I think that was what came up. Like why, why not? Yeah. yeah. We you kept having people tell us that like financial advisors, like mm-hmm. it just, everyone was like, when we laid out the numbers and gave it to them raw, they were like, yep. Why wouldn't you do that? Like leaned on our circle and been like, so I have this opportunity and like, we're all probably having the same conversation. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, people, totally. And everybody's like, well, what do you have to lose? And I'm like, I don't really know. I don't think anything. Yeah. Like I'm trying to find it, but I didn't. So I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then did. There was totally. No, yeah. And that's how, that's how I came to be in this space too, mm-hmm. was it kind of yeah. just fell in my lap after 
several years of on and off looking for the right space. I would try to force something to work and mm. just nothing had worked. And I, I would say on and off for like six or seven years, I tried to find a space that felt right. Yeah. And that wasn't too big because I knew yeah. I'd been in big salons, which I love. We talked about that earlier too. Like being in the energy of a big space, is, it's magical. Yeah. Like you walk into a big salon that's pumping and you have like these high level stylists just turning out amazing hair. And it's, there's nothing quite like it. It's like, you know, like live music kind of is how I relate it to. It's just like so many different energies in the room. Um, but at some point in your career, I think you come to a place where you just want to be surrounded by people, like-minded people who can focus and work and like it's a, a peaceful environment, but you're still inspiring each other. So it's like such a, you know, yeah. and so when this space came and fell on my lap, I did the same thing. I did my numbers and I was like, well, why, why wouldn't I do it? Like right. I had no reason not to do it. Um, and is it hard? Yeah. Is it yeah. a lot of work? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. But the rewards is it's yours and you can make it whatever you want. Yeah. Like you guys said, you can expand like we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's go back a little bit further because you don't get here without doing all the things that you did. So what was before teaching at Paul Mitchell? How did you get started in this industry in general is always a question I love to ask people because yeah. one of the things is there's like a stigma still around I'm just a hairdresser just a or we go to beauty school because we can't figure out what else mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. Or it's so, like a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I, I played music before I did hair and so that's what brought me to California. Oh, cool. So, um, a local band from San Diego asked me to play with them, and so I moved here. They actually picked me up on tour. Awesome. So they just drove through Texas where I grew up, and they're like, get in, it's a guy. And then we, <laughs> I never went back, you know? Wow. So um, I played music uh, for about seven years as a career. Um, did a bunch of fun stuff. Um, went to Capitol Records a bunch, hosted a show on MTV for like a second, like a few episodes. Um, yeah, traveled the world and did everything I wanted to do in the music industry, and a few other people that also played music said, I think you should be a hairdresser. And I was like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> you know, like it was like a- Where did that even come from? Offend. Were Quit you styling the band? Yeah. What were you like, no, I had, I, we all had long hair. Okay. You know, and so, and then my sister's curly, so I flat ironed it. I love that you just referenced mine was long. Uh, it's like, same length. Like, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's length. the best compliment you can give yeah. a girl. Is, your hair's so long. Yeah. Um, True. So, True. and my hair was your length. So I was like, I was like flat ironing my hair. And mm -hmm. so I think they thought, and I was into it. Yeah, and it was black. Oh my, was, oh, oh my god, I gotta see that. Could that be the cover of this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my, please no. <laughs> and then, yeah. There's some treasures out there. There yeah. are some Yeah, some guy did a weird illustration on a computer. Of you with face. the long black no, hair? No, just my face. Oh. Yeah. yeah, with the black hair. Yeah, just a little bust. So that gives you a little backstory as to how come you're so comfortable in front of the camera now too, though, because mm. you were on stage and there was probably yeah. you tech, technical stuff was like, you, yeah. you, you did that. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, that part's intimidating, like even getting the camera right. up and figuring out how to edit stuff and mm -hmm. just speaking yeah. into the camera, let alone teaching something on the camera mm -hmm. sure. is like, you know, okay, yeah. yeah. So that that was a kind of the kickstart for me. And some people I looked up to in the music industry um, they're like, I do hair when I'm at home. And I'm like, you do? And they're like, yeah, that's what, I mean, if this goes under, which I uh, for sure knew would, <laughs> at some point yeah, you're not going to be the old guy on, you know, well. you become irrelevant at some point, I mean, for most people. And so it wasn't a backup plan, but I was like, I was just disenchanted with the music industry and I want to do something that was creative, fun. I didn't want to go to work and clock in and you know what I mean? So yeah. hair the hair industry sounded so creative and fun. Well, I think too, like, if you think about music in general, a lot of people that maybe start playing music and make it to some degree, there's a lot of overlap between the music industry and the hair industry. Oh, yeah. So, like, a lot of, like, dudes that are, like, tired of strumming guitars are like, I'll do some hair now. Like, yeah. it's, like, weird that a lot of people yeah. come from that similar background. There's oh. more than you would think. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, whoa, my friend that played music does hair now. So, 
Um, so that was me. I walked to a Palm Beach school, took a tour, and I was like, I could do this. Wow. And um, again, a bunch of outside sources said that it would be a great idea. So I was like, what, what again, what have to lose? All the numbers add up. <laughs> and uh, so I signed a contract the day I took a tour and then didn't look back. I mean, it's all I've done, you know? And, uh, and I feel like I want to be the kind of person that never half-asses something. If I go in, I want to be all in and I want to experience every facet of like what it is to be a haircutter, mm. whether it's on stage, whether it's making videos, creating content, um, also like creating curriculum. I just want to do it all as far as like haircutting goes. And so jumped in head first, whether the pool was full or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's an incredible story. And that goes to show that like sometimes you just have to make a decision to decide. Like I always say, I think a mentor must have told me this a long time ago, you not making a decision is you still making a decision. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to do something and anybody that I've seen be successful in this industry has decided to fully jump in in whatever fashion that looks like. If they want to color, what they want to cut, they want to own a salon, they want to be a part of something education-wise, like you can't just dabble in something because mm -hmm. your results are going to be just that. You can't, I couldn't just put a few podcasts out and hope that it like hits. Sure. It's not going to work, right. right? So you see who's gone before you and what's worked for them and like not being half-assed, like I could, <laughs> literally if I could press one thing on new stylist, it's that. Yeah. Like, yeah. If this is what you want to do, and if you want it to be a serious career, you have to treat it like that. Yeah. Um, so, so then there you are. You finish school, mm -hmm. and then then what? Um, I graduated. I worked for a Robert Chromian salon. Okay, same um, me too. Yeah, yeah. Downtown San Diego. You're the only oh, person man. that has. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I assisted there for about a year. Um, I decided to move to Orange County, and there wasn't a salon like Robert. There's still, I mean not a salon, like a Robert Cromian salon anywhere. No. Um, so I was holding out to think, I can't find a salon that's like this. And uh, one of the art directors for Paul Mitchell at the time said, I think you should be a beauty school teacher. And I looked her in the face and not knowing what she did for our company wholly, I said, <laughs> if you can't do it, you teach it. Mm. I know. And she's like, I've heard that. Oh, okay. You know, she did kind of <laughs> like, and that's what I was just thinking about a crusty beauty school teacher. That's what I mean. That's what I had. Yeah. <laughs> But you know they didn't do one stitch of hair outside of the salon. <laughs> yeah, right, they had been there in like yeah. 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't all my teachers. I mean, there were some great, and some of my favorite hair cutters were my teachers. Right. But at the same time, I just thought I was scared to be that. So mm. um, not knowing, they called the school in Orange County and said, I, you need to hire this guy. And then so they told me, hey, we set up an interview for the wow. school. And I was like, okay, like I didn't really want to do this, but I'm going to have to now because you're the art director for our company. You don't say no to that person if you want to have a career, I guess. So I <laughs> at the time, you know, and so um, I went in, did an interview. I was like a crappy teacher. I worked at a salon at the same time just to like, you know, and I was working at the school just to make enough money because I was working at the salon to build the clientele. Yep. And then slowly but surely, I just started teaching some people some stuff and they were like, this is great, like changing their lives, mm. you know, just like in saying lift the hair to here, you know what I mean? Just things that I'd known. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, so they just became these like, I had this little haircutting, like, you know, proteges, like in the school, just like flip their minds just by a little bit of knowledge. And so I got addicted to those moments. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Like, how can I make every single one of these people love haircutting the way I do? And it was just sharing information. It wasn't anything magical. I didn't do, there was nothing special in my words or my hands, or I was just like, you got to pick the hair up higher if you're going to do what you want to do with it. Mm. And so knowledge, I think, is what flipped the, you know, script for some of these people. And I wound up, less hours in the salon less hours less like giving clients away to the other wow. girls in the salon um because i want to be there full time and so i just made the switch and the change and 
I think being there full time, you know, and picking, you know, what I wanted to do just allowed me to focus. Um, I like a few, and like my wife can attest this and Lucas can too. It's like, I like a few things, but I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I love Vans or like those, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and there's like a few things that I like, but those few things I love, even like food, I can eat three things for oh the rest my of my life, you know? Yes, you can. Uh, so, but yeah, so I was glad to focus and it just kind of changed me a little bit to be the one that had to have the answers. Right. Cause someone came up to you like being a teacher and they're like, Hey, like, what do I do here? And you're like, man. I'm not going to give you a BS answer right now, and I want to because I want to be the one that has an answer. So it pushes you to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, yeah. So, so from that transition of teaching mm-hmm. there, was that yeah. what was that at a Paul Mitchell school there? Yeah, yeah. In San Diego. In, oh, so well, you, Costa Mesa, and I came down. Okay, to San Diego. that's right. Yeah. Because if I think back, like it, sometimes I get confused because when I worked for Robert Crummings, mm-hmm. it was where the school is now. So that's how old oh, I am. Oh yeah, yeah, same spot. Yeah. yeah. That's how old I am. Same location. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Back back in the day, there was not a school like that in San Diego. So yeah. I did go to a crusty beauty school, and <laughs> it barely got me to pass state board. And it gave me such a shitty per- perception of what this industry was like. Yeah. Luckily, my mom was like, listen, if this is what you're going to do, you're going to go work at the best salon in San Diego. Yeah. And I'm like, well, where's that? And she's like, well, I just started getting my hair done at this place called Robert Crummies. They charged me a fortune. They must be good. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So it turns out a couple people from my school actually graduated before me. Alex Hurtado, um, yeah. he he got a job at Robert's, and yeah. another girl got a job. So it was like they were on a hiring set. I got lucky to get in there. And, you know, getting groomed at that age, I was like, 19 um with seeing what the industry could truly be like and these stylists were like celebrity like they treated their clients like they were celebrity but they also acted like they were a celebrity (laughs) and i was like oh it just it just changed my whole mindset on what this industry could be like how we could show up how you could you you could be a different person every day if you want you know like i could dress preppy i could like whatever you want to be and you can attract whatever kind of clientele you want and apparently you could be Robert and come in and charge 500 for a haircut that you barely touched a person. I was like, yeah. listen, yeah. this industry is for Limitless, anybody yeah. who, <laughs> who wants to go, yeah, and dive in. It's, 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 it, there's not a cooler industry. So um, how did you guys meet and how did this come to be? So you mm. were teaching up there. You were back and forth. You ended up back in San Diego. Back in San Diego. Okay. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, I can't imagine living anywhere else. Me neither. Right. I know. Yeah. And then you came into play. Yeah. So I... I went. I got really lucky because I wanted to go to hair school. Um, I'm actually from Arkansas. Okay. You'll hear my southern twang every once in a while. I talk faster if I talk to my mom on the phone. Usually, two times it comes out. Um, maybe when I'm angry too. I don't know. But um, I got lucky. There was a Paul Mitchell school, the first one in the entire state, opened up a few months before I was going to move to Dallas to go to the Dallas Paul Mitchell school. Okay. And this was like 13 years ago. Oh, I remember. This is when Lucas and what his brother's name. They had a, some, oh. that thing. I think that's how Robert got into that school out there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I went to school there and it was a super new Paul Mitchell school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just, this is great. Like it was like really pretty and brand new. Mm-hmm. And I learned a good amount, went into the salon, worked in the salon for a year. The school called me back and said, Hey, we want you to be an educator in the school, pay for your schooling to go back to the program to get your license. And I was like, me, I've only, I only have an, like one year of experience, but I'll do it. I was like, I don't know, 19. Actually, I wasn't even old enough to take the educator test. You had to be 21 to take it. So I went to school when I was 20 and I had to wait a few months to even take the mm-hmm. test to get my license. What a big honor to be asked to come back and do that, though. It made me feel it made me feel really good or they were really desperate. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> so um, I did that and that was, I learned a lot about like 
just teaching people and managing people, especially because I was so young and right. half the students were older than you. like 10 years older than me. So I learned a lot there. Fast forward a few years, I'm work, still working in the school, working behind the chair a little bit just to like get my feel too. And then um, I start wanting to be on the advanced education team for Paul Mitchell schools. And so long story short, we're at the same training because he's also doing that for cutting and we meet and I'm like, he's really cute. <laughs> and, we, and I was like, who is that? Yeah, I yeah. did the same thing too. I was like, who's that guy? Because I knew everyone in the room except him and same thing for him. So I'm like, we've dismissed each other or something. I don't yeah. know. And so I went back home, we started talking, like, I think it was through Instagram, which is funny because that was when you had to send someone a picture to engage in a message you conversation. Send a message back then, yeah. So he sent me, everyone always says, what picture did he send me? <laughs> it was a palm tree. Oh, <laughs> it was like, yeah, <laughs> it was very tasteful. It was a palm tree in front of his like front yard, I guess. Right? Yeah. yeah in front of us that we lived yet. So um, we just kept talking and then we saw each other at a, um, event in Las Vegas that we worked at together like a few months later and I was just like I want to move to San Diego I had always wanted to be in Southern California but just didn't even know like where do I start my whole yeah. family's here I was born here and so I said if I can I kind of you, you make that checklist in your head if I can have this 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 I'll do it and all the things just kept happening so I'm like okay so I said if I can do the same job at the Paul Mitchell San Diego schools I'm doing in Arkansas I'll do it and if I can find something, we actually talked about this on the mm -hmm. way here. It's like, if I can find a place I can live at that's this much, which I kept sending him like places in Tijuana. I had no idea. Yeah, I'm like, I had I no idea. That's amazing. I had no idea. Do you want to have to be Mexico? I'm sure everybody would know <laughs> yeah. that. But oh. if you're from Arkansas, apparently you don't know that. You have no oh, idea. Yeah. Well, my rent back home for a brand new, beautiful apartment was five hundred dollars sure. a month and yeah. so i told him my budget 700 that was stretching it for me oh, and so you can't like, even be a roommate so i was sending him new places that i thought were even above budget and he's like lauren that's in mexico that's why it's six hundred dollars a month and it's right on the beach <laughs> it's so close <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. no and so anyways it just kept working out and then worked at the school and gosh i think like a year and a half later we or a year later he proposed mm -hmm. and then six months later we got married and Aww. Four years, four and a half years later, here we are. How is it being married to a stylist? I think we, we've had conversations about this a lot. <laughs> that question applies to both of you. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, you Should were I more go so like this? teachers, too. You were educators. Yeah. So it was a little bit different than, I mean, same premise, but yeah, I think dealing with students and dealing with your own clients is different. Definitely. But yeah, I'd love to well, we, get we, insight on that. Yeah, and well, I think we, so me being a straight male hairdresser in a woman-dominated industry, um, <laughs> I think there, like, you know, is trust and grace, you know, and understanding and forgiveness and stuff like that. We believe in marriage. Um, we decided before we got married that we didn't want, like, a contractual marriage. Mm. Like, if you, like, contractual language is if you, then I. Yep. So, like, if you do this, then I will stay married to you or whatever. So, we decided we wanted a covenantal relationship where it's like, even if you don't, I still will. So I think in the hair industry, it was important because, I mean, there's just tons of people around that live completely different lives than we live, or we the way we choose to live our lives. And so we just like, I mean, we, we actually looked through this bag like last two nights ago. Yeah, yeah, and there was like our our wedding vows right now. I'm like, oh my gosh. And we, wrote, cool. we, and we found them, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna read these. And we were like, I was like getting choked up reading them I'm and like, stuff. Yeah, read this one. And I was like, these still, like, they still matter. You know what I mean? I still mean yeah. every word that I said, you know? And so no matter what, I mean, we decided 
more old and yeah. crusty. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and I think that's what it takes, you know, especially in, in the hair industry. And so we just loved it. You got to figure your mistake, you know. We knew we were going to make mistakes. We knew we were going to totally. do the wrong thing, you know, from time to time. And we just grow to know each other and love each other more every day. Yeah. Wouldn't it be beautiful if we could give that kind of grace to, like, other salon owners? Yes. People that work next to yeah. you, your yep. coworkers, your friends, like, everybody. Like, if, if we could all just take a position like that to not if you are this kind of friend or if you are this kind of boss or if you run this kind of a salon, then I will yeah. show up for you. Yep. If we could just retrain our minds to show up and be that no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But like, that's, that's, yeah. that's beautiful. And I think you getting lucky getting in on this because this partnership too sets mm-hmm. the tone for what is allowed in your space. Yep. Because if you guys are showcasing this is how you treat each other, that's just going to rub off. It's like parenting, right? Like you learn that with parenting. You don't tell them what to do. You show them how to be. Yep. You you lead by example. Um, and you love your kids even if they fuck up. Yeah, Right? Matter. Like you give the grace to them. Like why don't we give that grace to our co- like people around us? It's just yeah. it's the standards are always a little different. But mm-hmm. yeah. So where's this guy coming to play? How do we meet him? We we worked at Robert Chromians together. Okay. Let's just – Yeah. They have a longer relationship. So you guys yeah. have been together a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why we have a longer standing relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and most good friendships. Yeah. Yeah. We, we worked at Roberts together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I took a sabbatical from the schools. That's what we're calling it. Right? We're calling it a sabbatical. I took a sabbatical from the schools at one point during my long school career. And then we just like, I mean, I think we were the only two similar people in the salon, I think. We just like set up next to each other. We're like, let's get the get ones by the windows. Yeah, we have the two front stations. The two front stations. Yeah. <laughs> like, throw down. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? That looks expensive. That's cool. We, yeah, like, we're trying. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, what's the best compliment you can give somebody in the salon? It's like, dude, that looks expensive, dude. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I love like, that. I'm gonna steal that. Yeah. And then yeah. We, like, like turn the chairs. Next oh, like when you were working on clients. Yeah. It's like okay. Four people just yeah. They had a little studio with them. <laughs> yeah. Inside the school. This was a Robert Cromie salon. Okay, when you were working. Yeah. Oh, nice. has like a training salon that they send you after you graduate school mm-hmm. um you can go into or after you're done assisting sorry yeah. you have to go through the assistant program if i remember right yeah it was about a year i did like a year and a half and then they put you in a, a salon that they have in pacific new beach talent. new yeah, talent new, new talent, talent. Yeah. and um yeah the prices are very reasonable and it's in like a college town where i still live and um <laughs> it's just it's a cool vibe that salon is such a cool vibe oh, like yeah. It's, it's a place to grow and they like really honor and let you guys kind of like figure it out so yeah, yeah. i yeah man i wish i was discoveries yes yeah that's a clientele pretty fast yeah i bet and we yeah. share clients like oh y'all have time oh you'll see what yeah, yeah. often cool. like, yeah it was always great that's awesome that was so fun he's like oh, i got a highlight client i'm like okay i'm standing over their head i'm like i have no clue i just want i had two i had two color clients the whole time i was there and I was like, how do I not do color? I have to be so busy doing haircuts that there's no room. So I did all these haircuts <laughs> back to back. I looked at our tip piles at the end of the day and I'm like, damn it, why am I not doing color? But um, I would just figure out, I had one lady that had a retouch, be my favorite client. And then this one college girl, this super pretty blonde college girl <laughs> came in for her highlights. And I was like, why do you keep coming to me? I suck at this. And he would just stand over and be like, oh, what the heck are you doing? You're not doing it right. Come on, come here. We're gonna make some color, we'll be right, you know, before. <laughs> 
He's like, like drawing it on like a piece of like. Let me give her a book. Yeah, he was drawing her a book. It was. Oh, I've never stressed out like that in my life. I feel sweaty right now thinking about right? it. Right. Well, there's I certain like, things I think in every stylist career that they don't like doing, and it makes them feel like that. They make yeah. you get sweaty. Makes you want to like you get a little anxious before and after yeah. you're you're done. You're just exhausted because you really didn't want to be doing it. Yeah, emotionally drained. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the very first thing that we did. I needed to go to a. Yeah, I was trying to go to event in Vegas. Yeah. Was it signature away. or was it? Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 And so, class to raise money for that experience. Yeah. We did a class That's to raise money. I love that. Yeah, it was so cool. And it was, dude, it was, we, we had the best time. It was so fun. People paid to come. We didn't know what we were doing. Oh, we didn't I, know what to they charge, just liked how you guys. to organize it. We just winged it. Yeah. What were you doing there? We did it like a, a you taught a class? Color. Okay. So we, we, yeah. we held it in the salon because I was going to work it, I think, and then mm-hmm. I was like, I want to go, but so was that your first actual class that yes. you charged that money was the for first class. yes oh so see how things were you going to do things not out of like scarcity but out of a need like he yeah. needed to make money to get uh-huh. that ticket and you guys did whatever you needed to do you're like what, what are we good at let's teach something yeah yeah and he, he did color mm-hmm. and I, I taught the haircut he didn't do color did you highlight? No, it was never really diagonal. Really diagonal. That's all I know. I teach a real retouch class. But. Right? Yeah, I can do those all day. Oh my, I have a terrible story from Signature. Side note: If you guys are in the hair industry, you know there's big shows that are in Vegas all the time. But Signature is a Paul Mitchell show that gets put on. And back in the day, I had just finally cut my hair off. I had the sick little A-line bob. Right? Everyone, it's the, the cut you have to do after school. Yeah. And I have gnarly, curly, frizzy hair. And I'm in the back. We're styling. We're doing all the things. And Ira comes up to me, you guys, Ira Pope, yeah. And he's like, I need a model, and you're gonna be my model. And I'm like, okay, you know, super green. And they're telling me, they're getting me in this little skimpy outfit, someone's about to do my makeup, and I hear them say, yeah, we're gonna do the fang bang on her. And I'm like, I knew what the fang bang was. And I'm like, no, but I have curly hair, you can't cut my hair like that. Like, the fang bang is one, back then it was like to the, yeah. And so um, my mentor at the time was Abe, and Abe, Abe got me out of that, and I'm forever grateful that's for good. never <laughs> having to have the fang bang. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like good. cried like a fucking baby because yeah. I was like, please Stress. don't make me yeah. get the fang bang. You're about to throw you to the wall. Yeah, oh, it would have been, <laughs> so been bad. It would have been bad. She's new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I probably would have quit. Never done. I would. I would have never yeah. done hair again. Probably. Probably would have scarred me for life. So be bold enough to say no to shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so here we are. We have varsity education is like your guys's main platform that you teach mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So is that through, how do people get access to that? Is it all online or do you guys, yeah. you were doing in-person classes before yeah. we couldn't do that. We did some traveling for salon education um, for people like yearly or quarterly like cutting education. Uh, we also did four, typically four local workshops. Um, and then we did some insulin education locally. Uh, but COVID happened, and so a lot of those dates kind of trickled, and they're like, hey, let's just wait till next year, uh, which is great, because we're starting up some calendar classes for 2021. Cool. But mostly through social media. I mean, we feel like, I mean, I'm, I never want to do things like people used to do it. You know, like the la- famous last words of a business, right? That's how it's always been done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've survived doing 20 classes a year for the past couple years direct message you know like varsity instagram you know those no, no real website we've tried to do a website and we're like either cursed for some reason with website stuff i don't know like we just can't figure it out but well, i'm sure we will but instagram that's been yeah. like that's all you honestly really need like in a new generation currency is yep. like social media you know and 
I think lastly, you'd probably go to someone's website if you want some extended information. Mm. Sure. It's like your followers, you know, would typically go to your Instagram and your fans will then proceed on to your um, website. Right. So a lot of times we give them everything they need to know mm -hmm. in an Instagram. So that's what we've been doing, yeah. That's so amazing. varsity hair education on Instagram is typically the way to go. Or direct message to us both, you know? Yep. I know you guys are so accessible and always like yeah. willing to like chat people up. And I think oh, yeah. we actually met at Anthony Edge did a cutting yep. event. Mm -hmm. It was like last year. I mean, yeah, it, I think it was so. forever ago. Oh, and that was my that was first last year. That was last year. I think it was last year. Right? It was, <laughs> it was yeah. the beginning of the uh, year. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. So um, that was my first like chance to meet you. I think we both, I don't know if I had met you prior to that too, or maybe, maybe. maybe I knew you guys through social media and like all yeah. of our current friends because yeah. I've been in San Diego my whole life. And so my whole career has been here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, that big. it's not that big, especially in our industry. Yeah, it's just yeah, not. Like a so small, big city. yeah, it is. Um, and it was then that like, it, it was funny. I would have never got on that stage to cut or do something had I not been able to talk about what I'm bringing in. Yeah. So Anthony was like, Oh, you get to come talk about your business. And I was like, cool. Can I not cut? I just want to talk about business. I just want to like get yeah. up and talk and like speak to people because otherwise yeah. I'll be distracted cutting. Sure. And he's like, no, no, you have to do a model. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then it tells me we're sharing the stage and I'm like, man, I just thought I had this big stage. I was going to be able to share my message. And he right, was like, hey, right. you got to get up and do all this thing. But yeah. like, that's where getting out of your own way. Like I was nervous. I haven't gone on stage and done anything in years. Like, but then you think I have something important that I want to share and teach. Yeah. This is who it's for. A room full of hairdressers like yeah. I better get my ass up there and do that so this is like me letting even 20 years in I still get nervous to like show up and do things yeah. even though I could do that haircut and color in my sleep it's mm -hmm. still like for me being able to articulate it it just made me really appreciate what you guys do with education because to get another person to understand what we do especially color formulations mm -hmm. and like placement and the big words I was like can you just dumb that down and just show me because I'm a visual yeah. learner so I could literally watch it and not hear a thing and take just as much away as if you were trying to talk to me about it. Sure. So I think being able to teach it in different fashions because we all learn differently, mm -hmm. um, it just really gave me a whole new respect for like what you guys do too. So yeah. you guys along with like Ben and James, like yeah. or, and, and even DJ, like everyone's like bringing up this education and making it fun and exciting in a way it wasn't like back in my day. Sure. Like you didn't want to watch the videos. Like I went through, you know, back and I watched the color videos I needed to learn, but it wasn't related in a cool way in a really right. teachable way that you guys are doing. Um, so how can people reach you through social media? Yep, varsity okay. hair education on Instagram. And then where is the new salon located? It's in Oceanside. Okay. Yeah, so it's North County, San Diego. Okay. Right by the beach. And so are you guys full? Is, is the staff, like, are you guys totally staffed up? Or are you taking assistance maybe We're down the road? We're always okay. open. Yeah. Always yeah. open, yeah. So yeah. if... if, if <laughs> literally just yeah. Lauren? Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, we've only been open for a month, so we do have... Gosh, we actually interviewed two, two people the past two days. Cool. But we've got eight, there's eight stylists. You have seven stations, but that's awesome. Still have, right. Yeah. And you never know when this podcast comes out or wherever you guys are at. If, if you're ever interested in a salon, my, my best suggestion is always to ask if you could just hang out for the day. Yeah. Yeah, can I come absolutely. shadow? Can I pass you foils? Can I just see how you work? Because it's just as much an interview for you to see yeah. how a salon operates as it is absolutely. for them to pick you up. You know, you sometimes have an idea of what a salon is going to be like, and then you get in there and it's nothing like you expected it. 100%. And vice versa, you get yeah. you 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 go in and you present your best self to the owners as I can do all these things, and maybe that's not really how you want to show up. 
So mm-hmm. I always try to make sure that even people that come in and interview with me, I'm like, I really want you to do your due diligence and see what other salons are out there before you decide on a place here. Absolutely. And then we can come together and decide what your career is going to look like here. Yeah. Um, because I think your hair home is so important and you spend so many hours and it's like, this is where your best energy is spent. So if you, you got to be able to bring as much and then take it home with you too. And it be just like a, a family, it's your family. 100%. Yeah. And I just feel that from you guys like so much. It's such a cool thing to like watch. So I just really want to congratulate you guys on the new space you, and what you're doing. Because it motivates yeah. people like me to like keep trying to do new shit that I don't really know what the fuck yeah, I'm yeah. doing either. Right, you right. Just, you just figure it out. Just trying to be better than the time before. Time, but, yes, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's how we look at citizens. We're like, okay, how can we make it better? How can we make the team better? How can we make the space better? How can we make the environment better? So we're constantly trying to do that. And so far, six weeks in, then oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and where can people find you, Lucas? Because you, you're fun to follow too. Um, just on Instagram. Yeah, uh, Lucas Doty. Just, just name. his name. Amazing. Yes. Uh, and then we have Citizen Salon on Instagram too. Yeah. Okay. And are you a big on Instagram too? Yes. Okay. Um, mine's la dot norris. La dot norris. Okay. Yeah. And Lauren does our Citizen Instagram too. Yeah. She's 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 really got everything. She's spinning all the. Yeah, That's amazing. We appreciate her for that. So yeah. and keeping two kids alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at this point, they're pretty like. Alive. How old are they're pretty young. Two and three. Two. Okay. Oh, wow. You're in. Yeah. It. yeah. I'm in like the. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. We're in the really Great. hard stage right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. And a husband too. Yeah. And you. Oh, I said it was love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. And I'm you. Like the one that comes and all of our team. Weekends. You're like the nephew, yeah. right? You're like the little nephew. The weekend, they only like like the neighbor kid. And you like him even more because he leaves. Yeah. You're funny for five minutes. Uh, oh my god so we're gonna follow back up in a couple months after the salon's been open and i'd love to come up and like show the space please yeah that would be really rad thank you guys for your time thank you if we could leave one more bit of inspiration or a message to up-and-coming stylists or anybody even if they're in a career path like you guys or where i'm at like i always like to leave them with some sort of motivating words or advice do you have any last takeaways you guys want to share because we're talking to our people this is for us i'm gonna say it i think you know what i'm gonna say no, I'm not gonna say that. Yeah. When they finish oh, each other's you should say it at the same time. No, no. And what I is know different? Where he's going. I know where he's going. Go ahead. You're skip. You know it. I already used mine. Okay. If you're the best one in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you're the best one in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yep. Okay. So surrounding yourself with people that are better than you. Yes. Financially, better than me, with money, <laughs> um, with how she treats people, everything. So I want to be more like her. And then Lucas, same thing. Like how he lives his life. You know, and then how he does hair, um, and then how like giving of his time that he is, you know. And so I think that I want to surround myself with people that are better than me. So then you kind of, they kind of pull you up to par, you know. And so I think if you're the best one in the room, you kind of have there's no one to pour into you as well, and you're kind of the winner. I love that. Yeah, Lucas, I know you got something else you could say. I mean, I, yeah, I, I I agree with Clinton, and I'm just gonna elaborate on what he said. I think that it's important for us in this industry to surround ourselves with those people. Yeah. And not specifically just those people, but also the people that are going to pour into you and that are going to mm-hmm. lead from the back and push you into those uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? um, and I think that, you know, finding those people that don't have as much ego and that they're there to like champion you and like put the spotlight on you, I think we've been lucky enough to be like that. I'll push any one of these people into the spotlight and I will take 10 steps backwards for their moment to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's so important to have those people around you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's so much value in that. Mm-hmm. So much. Yeah. And 
no, Mama's going to come in with a good closer. Oh, no. <laughs> I, just when you said, like, pushy to be uncomfortable, I think that's just such a big thing. Like, our generation right now is just so comfort-based. Mm-hmm. So COVID's just, like, shaking everything up. We're so used mm-hmm. to knowing what's next. And, I mean, social media, like, we can predict, like, what's happening. And so I think just, like, push – just keep pushing yourself out of – like when you feel comfortable I just keep thinking like just sitting here now has just made me think like of us opening the space and me going I'm going to leave my full-time job and now we have two kids and I'm going to try to pursue a career and make more money than I was making before and build a clientele and but I did and I think like the big thing is I just took the risk mm-hmm. and I just kept being uncomfortable and like like they said just made sure I was like not the best one in the room like always like someone's always going to be there to help elevate you too and totally just don't be comfortable I love that (laughs) wasn't it you that gave me the description of you want the comfort zone to be bigger wasn't that you and I have that yes you don't step outside your comfort zone yeah you don't you don't you don't you don't get out of your comfort zone you just make your comfort zone bigger that was huge that stuck with me after our after our interview which was a few was a few weeks ago yeah and it, it just really shifted my perspective because I was like, I'm super uncomfortable on the regular with all of the new things that I'm trying to do. But the biggest thing is getting around people who are doing bigger and better things yeah. than you. Yep. Because how else are you going to see what's possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're like top of the top, like, wow, that's great. There's all like, if it's not in you to want to grow, that's fine too. Like, do you. Like, stay where you're at. This obviously isn't for you. Like, if you're listening to podcasts and you're seeking out inspiration and help and education at this level, like, you definitely want to be better. You definitely want to push yourself to grow. So then this is for you. Um, And how you do that is if it's not in your space, say you're from Arkansas and you don't have a bigger batter salon to go to, what do you do? You find education online. You listen to podcasts like this. Mm -hmm. You you at least ingest the information of people doing things that you you want to be doing. Or you do that. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. Or you just make it happen in that space. Sure. Yeah. Like, that's how this came to be. You know, mm-hmm. San Diego is like that. It's like someone stepped out of some sort of comfort zone. Maybe time. not out of the box. Maybe yeah. they expanded. Yeah. yeah. Comfort zone. But yeah. That's amazing. Well, again, congratulations on everything. And we'll yeah, have you guys you. back around for another round. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, which I know you did, please drop us a comment or leave us a review and tag the guys and the gal here and let us know. And um, we'll see you.